Welcome to The Starting Point, Careers at SAP, a podcast where we talk to talented people at SAP about their experiences and insights into the working world. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast show. My name is Matt Welsh, and I'm joined as always with Kajal Zala and Norman Jr. Hi, guys. How are you doing? We're doing good. Hey, Matt. Hello. I'm doing good, too. Like, kind of waking. Cool. So anyway, today we have a special guest. Her name is Shiknakshi Nandi from Waldorf, Germany. We're really excited to have you today, Shiknakshi. Thank you. Nice to be here, Matt. And nice to meet you all, Kajal, Matt, and Norman. Awesome. So a little bit about Shiknakshi. She is part of the Global HR Communications Specialist team. And one cool fun fact about her is everything right down to her desk has to be neat. Um, if you saw my apartment right now, Signakshi, you'd probably have a heart attack because it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it's good we're in a virtual setting when it comes to these things. <laughs> cool. So today's theme is all about global branding. So just to kick it right off, we'd love to hear your thoughts about how one would grow their brand, especially now in a virtual type of setting. Yeah, that's actually such a big topic right now. And I think social media over the years has just been growing so much and more so in a virtual world. And I think we can all imagine before you meet someone in person or if you're talking to someone on a call, you do check them out on LinkedIn, whether we admit it or not, we check them out on every social media platform that we can get as much info as we can. So it almost has become like the first impression that you have of someone before you even see them, right? And that's why I think it's extremely important to build your personal brand on social media, or at least make sure that what you have out on your profile is something that reflects on who you are, because it is really to a large extent what the world sees and knows about us especially for those people who don't know us. And this is true whether we talk about our personal life or our professional life. Our image on social media is the image that we uh, share with people. Right. So specifically, would you recommend any other sites to utilize besides LinkedIn? Because LinkedIn is like the go-to number one, I would say. Um, for promoting your your brand itself, especially in the, the professional world. But was there other types of websites that you could recommend um, that would also have a big impact on growing our brand as well? That's hard to say, actually. I, we always recommend when we talk about building your personal brand is choose your own channel, right? LinkedIn has become the go-to, especially in the professional world, it is one of the largest professional networking sites. So unfortunately, we can't do away with LinkedIn, but definitely you can choose between Twitter or Instagram. In Germany, there's something called Zing. And it could be that in your country, locally, there might be a social media channel that's used for job boards. So I, it, it depends, but I don't think we can do away with LinkedIn. Right. At least not yet. Like, I believe that it's always based on what, like, what type of message do you want to show to people? Like, I believe it's based on the culture of the platform, but not necessarily just the culture of the platform, but combining with message and context. As Sinifa said, no, I'm glad I spelled her name wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like she said, is it is really depends because I see LinkedIn is as such a professional like 
platform because there is like a really a space to talk about business, about employee, about like it is like a marketing necessarily. Yeah. And when you think about like Twitter, it's based on, on news. Not that you like you can talk about marketing, you can talk about like entrepreneurship, you can talk about like those topics. But it's really based on the culture of the platform and the context that you want to spread your message. Like this is such a, a topic that I really like to think about it when I'm I'm working on social media. Like it's something really cool to understand like these nuances, like which platforms talk about what. So how I can position my message there, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, Norman. And it changes, right? Initially, Twitter yeah. was the place to be. And that's where our influencers were. It was the thing to make sure all the executives had that blue tick next to their names. But then increasingly, Twitter became a news platform. I go to Twitter for a lot of news. Anytime something, if I even see a crowd on the street and I want to figure out what has happened, I first check to see if there's anything on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. But then Twitter also then became a complaining platform. You knew if you had yes. a problem with Uber, <laughs> put out a tweet and you're going to get a response rather than call customer care. So Twitter has changed. And I would say even LinkedIn is changing. Initially, Actually, LinkedIn was very serious, very professional, just networking, but it's changing a little bit. We see just from an algorithm point of view, people's pictures are doing better. Posts about someone's personal story is doing better than a, a post on, say, what is marketing or, you know, something a little bit more serious. So platforms evolve as the audience changes. You see more and more as we ask people, they're not on Facebook anymore. But there was a time where our entire lives were on Facebook. So social media evolves. It's tough to, you know, pick that just one platform and stick to it forever. Even as SAP, we wonder whether TikTok is where we need to go. It seems like a large chunk of our future talent is there, right? So as you said, it completely depends on which, A, what you want to achieve. Do you want to just talk about your professional goals? Do you want to just establish yourself as an expert on something that is work-related or do you want to share your life? Maybe something you're doing in your life is a little bit more interesting and then we would say Instagram might be your channel. So it's your goal plus what the channel is about, I think. A hundred percent, like a hundred percent. I totally agree with you. Like it's so cool, I believe that the, the part that I most like about social media is watching like the, those changes, you know, like what people is consuming in each social platform and how it's changing through time. Because you can see not just like new features, but new, new ways to use the platform. And I believe that englobing like this topic about build yourself, like your own brand, like mm -hmm. your self brand. It's, it's really funny to see how, like, how people use some social media and struggling with this kind of context, you know? For example, we, we see Twitter as a platform to people use to like, just talk about what's happening uh, like on things that is struggling, something like this <laughs> most of the time. And when you see like people trying to sell stuff there or like create a kind of informative content, they see that this thing's like kind of out of context, you know? So this is really important, like, like to build the message that you want to spread. And I saw you too smiling, smiling 
when when she's talk about TikTok. Okay. <laughs> you want yeah, to say he, it? He, <laughs> yeah. Norman's being bashful, but he's a he's a big TikToker over here, and I, I swear yeah. we we talk about it every episode. Um, but he's got a pretty big following over there. Oh um, really? Wow, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, I am not that much on TikTok, but I do watch all the TikTok videos which are on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I like like TikTok is is one platform that is going through change, going to change like through time because actually most of the people see it like just about dancing and comedy, but to maintain a big platform, I believe that we need like creators uh, that talk about not necessarily just trends but like real content and informative way and that's what I do there like I teach people about mental health and self-care this kind of stuff and I see like I don't know where you guys live but here in Brazil we have like this exponential growth about people who is engaging with content there not necessarily just trending content but like about marketing about economics about uh, a lot of different topics that is starting to popping up here and there. And I believe that one important thing that we can say about like building our own brand too is about organic reach and paid reach because this like make a huge difference thinking about like where you want to stay with your content. And I believe that is a good way that we can drive the conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think the difference between organic and paid is a topic that in SAP we debate a lot. You know, we try to encourage as much as possible to have organic content and build that growth organically. Yes, it's slower. And the way some of these social media sites are built is that your reach when you're just organic is a little limited. But we still actually mostly try to do as much of organic um, posting as we can. And it's interesting you also spoke about you know, the other side of TikTok, which is more informative and you're actually talking about serious topics. And I have seen some of those videos, but I think the challenge with TikTok is that it is banned in some countries. You know, it's a little controversial that way. In India, for example, it is banned and it was recently uh, banned. And now there's a local version of TikTok. It's a little similar that they've, uh, they're trying to launch. So that's the other thing with social media, right? It's not available everywhere. Weibo and WeChat are so popular in China, but we don't use them anywhere else as much. Whereas we can't ignore that as a as a really important social media platform. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that leads into another question we had for you today um, about privacy on social media. Because as you can see, like each and every year, there's always some type of like data breach, people's accounts get hacked, um, things yeah. happen. So... I guess the question that we have is what ways could we as consumers of these types of media protect our accounts from cyber attacks and like false information and all that kind of stuff? I think, well, security and privacy on social media channels is a very tricky question and maybe even controversial in a way, right? We see mm -hmm. certain channels in the news because of the, our data being used in a way that we don't want it to be. So I would just say, educate yourself and be aware of the risks. It's There are a few common sense things like don't click on links that seem suspicious. Don't accept messages from random people you don't know, people who don't seem legitimate. There are a few things that we can control 
but what a site is doing with our data, unfortunately, we cannot control always. And we have to be aware of that as a known risk when you're when you set up an account in a, in a certain channel. But what we can do as, as employees or as friends of people is just make sure, as a friend, for example, if I'm posting your picture, I ask your consent. You know that I'm posting pictures, right? Many people are sensitive, for example, of their children. So don't just post a picture of the children without asking for permission first, that's very important. That's the most you can do, I think, to protect people around you ensure that you, you have checked with them. Whereas as an employee, be very, very careful about the information that you're sharing. It shouldn't be confidential, shouldn't be information on products that haven't been released yet, financial information. So apart from, I think, educating yourself and really being aware and cognizant of the links you click on, the people you connect with, there's not more, I would say, that you can do to protect yourself unfortunately. And this is a constant debate and we're all still trying to figure out the best way to be as careful as we can on social media. But if you see something, report it. Everyone has that option on every social media channel. Report it as spam, report it as something that's not relevant to you. If it's content that's hateful, flag it because that's us doing our part. Yeah, absolutely. And so actually, what about people who are new to social media, whether it's professional social media like LinkedIn or something um, a little bit more, you know, social like Instagram and things like that? Any advice for, for those people who are just getting started? I would say know who you are and who you want to be on social media. Go with that in mind, especially on, a, on something that's more professional. This is when you're updating your resume and you're looking for a new job, you update your LinkedIn at the same time, right? So know who you are, be true to yourself. Don't pretend to be anything you're not because people can see through it really easily. And then commit to your profile. I can say my Twitter account I created years ago and I never went in and updated it, you know, unless I really need it for something. So make sure it's up to date, commit. If you're starting a new LinkedIn or an Instagram, commit to it make sure you have content there, share regularly. So don't just start it for the sake of it, I would say, yep. And I really like this topic about like creating content to the social media because when we just say about to commit to a social media, mm -hmm. it's like people usually just create a profile and hope that things like happen. But when we talk about creating content, we, we need to find like this balance between is it like too easy but at the same time isn't something like really tough to do that you'll be like oh my god i don't know how to create it so i believe that uh, a great way to drive the conversation again is like quick tips to who wants to create that kind of content what do you think Maxi? well it depends again on professional content or do you want to become an instagram influencer for example and from a professional context there are lots of easy ways to do it there are so many articles out there, for example, and again, using LinkedIn as a specific example, there are so many articles that probably relate to your line of work or what you want to be known as an expert in. Start by sharing that with your opinion. I'm sure you have an opinion on what you're posting on your role. Start with that. And I would al always tell people to start 
commenting, engaging, liking, sharing other people's stuff, they will do it back for you. You know, that's how you build a community. So those are easy ways to start and, and keep, if you don't know what to post, at least it's, you know, when you do have some time, make a list of articles that you think you can share and then schedule it once a week, make it a habit. But at the same time, it shouldn't be something that you pressure yourself into. At the end of the day, social media is one aspect of our lives, but it shouldn't be something that we really feel pressured that we need to keep up with and that you get stressed about what to post. And a lot of people, you know, when they come and ask me, they say, I don't know what to post or why would someone want to read what I have written? And I always say, you have read what somebody else has posted, right? And I'm sure they had the same thing. So people do read it. And if they don't want to read it, they won't read it. So it's about getting over that fear and just posting something, sharing your thoughts. There is always someone who's interested. And at the same time, not stressing yourself about it, finding a balance. But be regular. Whatever you do, be regular, especially if you are looking to build up your profile into something that is a little bit more serious. I'm thinking about like, the, this is structure and it's so cool to, to think like this possibility that you've said like some people will want to read what you want to talk about like because when we share the things that we are passionate it's so it's so cool to see this community being built mainly in those, those platforms that we said about like organic reach for example TikTok, LinkedIn and even the reels tool on Instagram is like giving us this possibility to be heard, you know? Like, I, I always like to throw back and think about like years and years ago that you not even dream about this kind of possibility. Like, just thinking about this podcast at all, like for people who is listening to us, like years ago, like it would be on the radio and probably won't happen because I'm from another country, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. probably going to be like a lot harder and it's really it's really tough when we think about like we always judge ourselves first before people even think about judges exactly Mainly and it's about yeah it's about putting yourself out there it's it's the same I always it's not the best example but I always relate this it's like when you start dating you have to go out and put yourself out there, right? You need to, at some level, convince yourself that if you don't, if you sit at home, you're not going to meet someone. Mm -hmm. Or you might, but still it takes some effort to even get on these dating apps. It's the same for social media. Get yourself out there. If you don't say something, no one will hear you. No one will know that you have something to say. Yeah, and this exposure is like, it happens in, in a kind of positive way based on the content that you are creating, not just to build a community, not to get a job. You, you have like a lot of different possibilities based on the things that's happening nowadays. And the things that always make me feel like more confident to post stuff is that the first of all is everyone start with zero, like building yeah. a community, like everyone started with nobody there. So it's kind of usual because people always compare themselves like with people who is already famous. So they'd be like, oh, nobody will, will care about it. Like, but you are just starting. So if you want to build like a kind of brand, you don't necessarily need like 100,000 followers to spread your message. You just need to spread this message for like the right people, I believe. And the second thought that I have is the content is consumed so fast, like really fast. So if you not necessarily like 
the first post that you are doing, don't worry about it because you will forget about it and people too. <laughs> so why I talk this is because when you have this, this kind of, of thoughts, it starts to get easier to do more content and this just makes you start to get like experience. You get more experience in this content. So you start to be more confident and in those kind of tasks, people get used to you and you start to really build the community. So I think this is a cool thing that social media connects people who like the same thing. And there are plenty of people out there who like the same thing. And as you said, Norman, every post doesn't need to be the best idea you've ever had. There's always going to be another post, right? And and everyone starts from zero. That's so true because you didn't know about an influencer till they had 100,000 followers. Mm-hmm. You probably didn't know them when they had two. And that's that's exactly how you just get started. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I also think, I really liked your, your dating example. And I also think for me personally, it kind of is similar to, you know, the imposter syndrome, like your mm-hmm. post isn't going to be as good as somebody else's post if it's a similar type of topic. Um, and it also kind of reminds me of like when you start out writing a blog, if your topic's on sports, there's a million different types of blogs, blogging websites about sports as well. So how can you stand out? But if you don't ever try, you're never going to know. So I just, yeah, I definitely agree with what you said, Sunakshi. That was a great point. And Norman too. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're your own worst critic. So you're always going to think, you know, oh, probably no one's going to want to read this, but again, you won't know until you actually try it. Exactly. And there's always someone who's going to read it, especially mm-hmm. on a social media platform. You have your friends there, right? That's a great start. You know that they are a support system and they're going to like it and read it. And that's enough to begin with. And everyone doesn't have something unique to say about a topic, but it's your thought. It doesn't, you don't need to be the first person to ever think the same way, but you're sharing it. And maybe someone else around you hasn't shared that yet. And that's what matters. Yeah, definitely. Because if you think about it, like everyone talking about everything nowadays. So you will start like similar to the things that you already consume, but through the time you start to understand how is your own voice. So disconnect with people through the time. I believe this is the best practice. So, but as everyone here said, you need to start the things first. So you understand how everything works. Then you start to understand how you can like overcome this like massive. Because most of the people struggle there. Like they see like this beginning is something bright, something shiny because it's new. So they face the first struggling that or oh, everyone's doing. Just take more work that I was thinking about it. Then, like, you go with this deep dive, oh, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I don't want to do it anymore. So you find something new again, and you repeat this cycle over and over and over. But if you, like, try to go forward in this third phase, like, to understand the nuances, new contents, new ways to spread the same message, but with your own personality going on, you start to see, like, a new side and your own format you know and I can talk this about like myself because I'm restricting all my content here I was doing like a kind of content that like bring me to the 6k of 
thousand people there on TikTok. But when I was like just repeating that, I start to struggle because I doesn't like it anymore. It doesn't fit what the things that I believe in. So when you start like to try new things out, it's the same point that you start with zero again because you need to like reinvent yourself and try to spread the message again. So I believe this content loop to try new things, you, you can like be away of it, like not for so for a long time. And like I said, it's important to have this, this social media presence, not necessarily to be famous or blow up with everything, but when people understand like your message, your passions and who you are, it starts to get easier to connect with, with you, even if you want like to go to a company, because the company will understand a little bit about like who is this person that I'm contacting, or if you want really to produce content and double down it, because you will build a community who likes the same thing that you like, and sometimes you can get like a ton of different friends that this is one of the coolest things at all. Like meet new people who like the same stuff that you like and see new perspectives. Like, this is something that I think that is really cool. Yeah, and it's interesting you brought up the company aspect, Norman, and you said that, you know, the company gets a chance to get to know who you are a little bit, but it's the other way around as well. Don't you check out a company on Glassdoor maybe before you join it, or don't you try to see if they have a some kind of Instagram presence or some social media presence sharing what life is like there. Right? I cannot imagine today joining a company that is just not on social media. And I think a lot of people would have this hesitation because that means I won't know anything about their life. So it goes both ways. And that's why you see companies investing so much time and effort and money in building a good presence on social media and branding themselves to potential candidates. Yeah, and you can see that this is kind of recent. People's like the companies are starting to go to this position. Like, it don't have like a lot of time happenings, and I believe that's still happening. Like a lot of different brands trying to create content to like humanize the brand and like connect to people, not just the employees, but the people who consume the content and people who consume the products. So this this come back like to the first topic that we talked about that is how this changed the context of the platforms because the way that a brand will position themselves in Instagram is different to the way that they will position themselves on LinkedIn because it is so funny to see like how the platform changed the tone of the conversation, yeah. but it keeps saying the yeah. same message. Like it, it's so cool to see like, for example, if you're going to play about mental health on TikTok, you just need to do like a quick video, quick tips and something like easy to consume and like like to see. But if you're going to say about the same thing on LinkedIn, you have like to bring more data to the table so that people be like more formal and like statistically. And it really depends too, based on from who, which who, who are you talking to? And, you know, and what I your objective this, is on the platform, right? For companies often, yeah. for LinkedIn, maybe their target is sales. You never know, right? It could be sales. It could be potential employees. And you can't always be trying to push a product to an employee. They don't really care. They care more about the culture and the work that they can do. So it, it's platform as well as your objective. And that's why I even said in the beginning, you choose your platform based on what you want to share about your life. 
and what you want to uh, be known for. Is amazing. Right. So I guess my biggest question, and I'm pretty sure Norman and Kajal are thinking the same exact thing. How do I become an influencer on Instagram and how do I get more followers on Instagram? Oh, if I knew the answer, I would be <laughs> an Instagram influencer before you guys. <laughs> Well, um, I, I don't know how you should actually ask Norman this question he's yeah. way more of an influencer than all of us combined I can, for yeah. sure but you know a lot of work does go into it you see all these people with their perfect lives and you think that they're all posting spontaneously but that's really not the case it, there's meticulous planning months ahead of time that goes into it and it takes investment. If your goal is to be an Instagram influencer, you really need to spend a lot of time building out that strategy, building out that content, and then posting. Like I don't know the secret sauce yet. <laughs> Once I'm an influencer, I'll share it with you. But I think Thank that it takes, it, it takes a lot of uh, strategizing and planning. And it's like, a, it's a full-time job almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely a full-time job. And being completely honest like we don't have a kind of secret sauce to build stuff but it depends on the platform and the timing that you want to do stuff like for example if you want to position yourself on instagram as an influencer you need to spend money because instagram doesn't doesn't like distribute your content organically as we said so this impact to the people who you will reach with your message like your friends and people who like the things that you have to say will share your message, but isn't like a hundred percent effectively, effectively <laughs> the word. But if you want like to build this, I don't know, influencer lifestyle or start creating content as a profession, you can start thinking about TikTok and LinkedIn. The first of all, yeah, definitely. The organic reach there is so much higher. So if you share a post on LinkedIn, like now, not just sharing like, oh, here, look at what I did, but real content, like how can I improve the life for the people who is consuming the things that I have to say? You can reach like a ton of people that never saw you. Right. And like in life and TikTok, the same stuff. But Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, those platforms are there for a long time and they are in a period that the advertisement is so more focused in there. If you pay attention on your Instagram, every time that you like roll out three posts on your feed, you see an ad. And the same thing on the histories. Like after five taps in the histories, you can see an ad. So they're like, it, the people who's trying to build there need to like invest the real money, but seeing like what TikTok's doing is like giving a new chance to people like blow up there and sometimes your follower will be great platform too so like it depends on the strategy and the effort that you want to do or put on it like 100% for example my personal strategy is build up first TikTok then the people who is with me on TikTok migrates to the other platforms through time that's what's happening now <laughs> But I think yeah, about okay. <laughs> Just uh, a quick comment. I think a few things remain consistent. You have to be engaging with your yeah. content. You have to 
be regular with their content i'm talking about from a linkedin point of view these are things that they have you know said they have a concept of top voice and it's not um something that you need to pay for you get selected as a top voice so you, and they look at it from the point of view of original content they look at it from how often you post which clearly will give you the investment and also your engagement with the channel or how much do you engage with other people's content what does your network look like whose content are you sharing are you commenting liking or are you just doing your own thing so that matters and i think this goes across all the platforms but as norman said it, it it's different for each where ads and money is concerned yeah like but i completely agree with you like is is like we said is is a full time job like you need to commit with people who is engaged with your content like i think that i got like be popular on tiktok here in brazil is because i always answer all the comments and sometimes i got like 3000 4000 comments per video so i answer all of them so this kind of engagement people will feel like they are part of something yeah. so they start to get more more motivated to engage again or share your content because they feel the creators really care like if i can like give you a quick tip for you guys who wants to engage in this life about content creation is all about the public and the audience like you can share your message you can spread the, your thoughts you can do a lot of that but they are consuming and they are engaging so you need to engage with them and really understand like their their kind of thoughts like their comments and what they think about it so when you start to pay attention in who is consuming your stuff it starts to get easier not just to have ideas to create new content but to build like a real community like i was thinking about to create a new page because i want to create a page to my brand and i was stuck with my audience and they said dude don't worry about like you definitely going there because you build a community based the things that you already done like you always was there you answer the comment you answer the dms you ask like how we are feeling so this kind of stuff connects so we like follow through so i believe this is the most precious piece like even if you have like 10 people just following the things that you have to say like i don't know create a group on whatsapp or a message and talk with these people about the topics that you your life you know so you can build like this little community that can spread to time you don't need to rush it you just need to be consistent and really care about those people Yeah and you spoke about comments but you also have to get used to some of the negative comments not every yeah, one of those 3000 might be positive but that's the aspect where i think you have to also yes. you know not take yourself too seriously on social media know that other people have different opinions and also when you're on say a, a more personal platform like maybe tiktok or instagram people feel like they know you and they're entitled to an opinion about your life and about you as a person not just what you're sharing and that's where you need to draw the line about uh, on you know how much you engage with each of these comments and how you deal with the negativity because i think that reflects a lot on you as well if you lash out each and every time it shows you might lose those people who will watch it but leave a negative comment but at the same time you know addressing it while not taking it too personally so it's yeah. it's always a big question of how much do you engage with your trolls yeah like 
about dealing with negative comments and the haters, the things that I, I really like the haters because two points. <laughs> One of them is really important because they show you things that you can improve on. Like you don't need to take these comments, this negative comment to yourself, but you can try to understand about the content like not necessarily comes as a constructive way but you can like try to understand what they want to say when they are coming that and the second point is like if 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 like a comment there is really not constructive you can take nothing about it just like pure hate like why is this so important like this person spread their time just hating people on the internet like why take it so serious <laughs> like so but people do right and that's another yeah. that brings it back to another mental health topic norman which you are an expert in but people do take it really really personally and let it affect them and yeah. we've had cases where even some of our sap executives get trolled for things that they had a bad interview experience for example or they lost their job with the company whatever it could be and they come back with really hateful stuff and I think it's also important to know coming back to your security and privacy question that sometimes you may need to report them. You don't yeah. need to report every single hater but know when it's getting a little serious when the threat could be real and at that point you need to report. Yeah, like put the limit. It's important yeah, exactly. to 100%. So what do you guys think you're just like watching about the how oh it's great it's great advice I, it's it's crazy that people even like as adults still have to say hateful things you would think at this point in their lives they would grow out of something like that but you know it still exists to this day so what can and it do? comes from like judgment you see so many people just think that they're better than you or yeah. better than somebody else and they feel that entitlement to comment and, and this comes to the point where you're so invested in the lives of some of your social media influencers that you feel for them right you feel something when they go through a breakup or when they have a kid or whatever and that's why you feel like you have a right to pass judgment mm -hmm. and that's why i always say social media can be a slippery slope because you're constantly comparing your lives to others you think your life is not good enough some of all that makes you you know sit and comment so it's I personally, if you ask me, I think that it's great, but we shouldn't take it too seriously because not everything you see is real and people right. don't always share their struggles. Yeah, I believe that it's important to create this kind of filters to understand like when it's healthy to stop consuming stuff. Yeah. And just like the last comment about the haters, when I saw this kind of comment, for me, it's, it's so simple because, I don't know, you get used to it when you're working with this kind of stuff, like for, for about three years, you know, so you can see like a lot of things happen and it's so easy to everyone like to say things in the backstage. For yeah. me, it's always a skin the game, so you're there living your game and just spread your message. People who is commenting with hate usually isn't doing like nothing, just watching. So for this is, is like the kind of way that I like to like to think about it because I don't get so personal, yep. you know. And about the consuming stuff, it's really important to have these filters that not everything that goes there is real. So we yeah. deal with it. Like, and my favorite creators is that is those who show like the real stuff. Like I not always bump it and I'm not always like hyped all the time. So you, you cut it out like this, 
good vibes, like fake vibes and stuff, and put the real content so you share like what's really happening. Right. Because I believe like most of people struggle on this, struggling this because they think like if they share the boring side of the thing, people will like don't like it because people just want to see like the cool things. But it's not necessarily true because the thing that I most tested is like how we can like show the truth. Mostly think, talking about like productivity and mental health. Oh, I sorry for this one. And mental health. I always say like, dude, isn't like so easy. Sometimes you will struggle. Like sometimes I, I that I'm talking about those topics for a long time. Sometimes I struggle. <laughs> so don't get so I don't know this when this happened and people really connect when you do this so i believe that it's important to have these builders like if everyone just show like bright and positivity they are missing some part yeah yeah there's there's always pros and cons um just before we we wrap up really quick our final quick question for you shinakshi is kind of different from our topic currently but what is your favorite part about working at SAP? Oh, the people. I have to say the people. Every day you meet so many incredible new people that you wouldn't have spoken to. And people from all over the world. Just this morning, I was talking to someone from China. Now I'm talking to all of you guys. And I think that every single person, at least in my last five years at SAP, every single person I've met has been open and friendly. And that's a company culture that you don't get everywhere. Everyone's helpful. You can reach out to anyone in SAP for something and they will respond. And that's my favorite part. I think that's what's kept me here for so long. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when I reached out to you, you said yes. We didn't even really know each other at that point um, very well. But, you know, you still agreed and you came on this podcast to, to talk to us. And it goes to show that people really do want to help you. One more to the people seeing because like yeah. we, I, 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 when yes, they asked me this question, I gave the same answer and Kajal too. <laughs> I think we all yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody, asked, yeah, we all Like did. everyone who comes here in the podcast, like we asked we ask this question and usually we get this answer about the people. So we are creating the people scene. <laughs> I think that's more most important because you can have the best job in the world but if you're surrounded by unfriendly people you're not going to enjoy it and I've heard this from someone in fact who wanted to join SAP and they were and at that point looking for a role so they reached out to many people on LinkedIn from different companies and they told me that everyone they reached out to from SAP responded to them oh my but God. not so much the other companies and I, I felt so proud then because that's something that I've always said is a very SAP thing and then to see that they do it outside as well uh, really shows that people are genuine. Yeah, but thanks for having me here. Yeah. And of course, Kajal, I would say yes when you reached out. I heard about what you all were trying to do and I knew about it. So I was happy to help in any way I can. And thank you for thinking of me and inviting me to be a part of it. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.